most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at gambling.com and of course uh, Cash Win Sportsbook with 30% sports cash back up to 300 euros. Uh, I think across all sports. Go check them out for Irish customers. All the details on the screen. Derma Nolan is here. Derma, how are you? Hello, Dino. We're going to have a long, long few weeks now with us doing this twice a week, Dino. I, I'm already sick of looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And then we live in a house together in Cheltenham. And yeah, Jesus, yeah. It's no wonder we're like April through to Galway. We don't really. We don't really the Golden Highway is past us by. That Golden Highway <laughs> up to Christmas, where it's once a week. Yeah, a bit yeah, less, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, hey, look, it'll be made a lot easier because we can bring other people on. This week, we brought Stephen Katz. Thank God. Hi, Stephen. Hi, lads. How are you? Oh, good. We haven't seen you since Christmas racing is done, Steve. Well. Yes, lucky I wasn't on any time over Christmas. My punting was disgracefully bad. And then I had a big bet on Classic Getaway at 11 to 4 tomorrow as well. And ID went to 101, didn't he? And oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. He was home and hose, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, and it hasn't turned. Well, no, I haven't done very little since now. I've kind of, you know, when you're really last resorts, go small stakes and sit out of Greyhounds and stuff, was it? Virtual <laughs> Greyhounds. <laughs> yeah, Sunday nights at Wolverhampton. Hey, but that's uh, a new experiment. Like that's that's the most yeah. to get you out when you had a terrible week. There's now yeah, so I've kind I've kind of nearly taken a ten day hiatus, and then I I actually love this weekend. I I've said it before on the pod that this there's something about the classic chase. The Warwick cards always brilliant, you know. Well, you used to have the novice hurdle that's sadly gone, but you've the classic chase, great race. You have the pretemps qualifier, always good race, and always a really good novice chase as well as having the Lanzarote and the, the Silvio Nacconti and. This is a brilliant weekend. People give out about the first half of January, and I think this is a fantastic weekend. We should go next year. We go to Warwick, get a cheap flight to Birmingham. Why not? I'd love to go to this meet. Very accessible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Very accessible. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, you probably get a 20 euro flight to Birmingham on a Saturday morning. I tell you what, though, Stephen, you better enjoy it because um, what they're saying at the minute about next weekend's racing is that it is doomed. There is not a frost sheet on the planet that can save uh, racing next weekend. Okay, they are going to get smacked. And you love your weather. I'm sure you're aware of it, did you? Uh, well, I am aware of it. I, I'm aware of you, Dean. You're just probably reading headlines there. Didn't actually read the That's story. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look that bad. Yeah, I clicked it. I read it. It doesn't sound that bad. I think they're saying there's two different forecasts. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Ask the, the, me, okay. Hey, that might be in trouble. So. The headline said there wasn't a frost sheet on the planet. I went with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, 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 yeah. If a, if a tornado comes, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Well, we'll look forward to this weekend and some of next weekend. <laughs> based on that uh, anything catch your eye over the, the Christmas period anything else we needed to talk about Stephen there must have been something else because you know obviously you didn't come on the earlier podcast and there was a lot of racing there you talked about uh, your upset Tremor but anything else um geez i hadn't even planned on this no not no eye catches like uh, not really no no uh, i listened to your podcast on novice chasers thought that was good um nice. No, I've I've nothing planned to say here now. I need something planned because I'm a complete spoofer. So you can't just catch me on the hop and ask me for an eye catcher for Christmas like that. (laughs) There's a horse. There's a horse. I can't even think of his name. Justin Carty owns a band of outlaw colors. I think he was in the race behind Bunting. Looks like a he looks to have ability now. He'd be one I'd be watching for the Fred Winter. Uh, Yeah, give that to me when you remember. But I I want to. I want to. I want to pique your interest on something else. Everyone's talking about um, you know, the the wonderful Constitution Hill. And now Nikki's worried about running him again. It's not a new thing, Stephen, for horses to be uh, wrapped up in cotton wool. Henrietta and I used to get a lot of stick for it for like the best mate in that. But we're a long way away from the halcyon days, aren't we, when horses just used to run when there was a race suitable and they'd go. Uh, we are, but I don't think we need to be. I, I mean, I've said it on this podcast before, I think it's a sport, it's a spectacle. There's no reason we shouldn't be specifying minimum runs and you can't go to Cheltenham if you don't do it. I, I, I don't see why that's a problem. You have to do it in golf. You have to play certain events. You have to do it in darts. You have to do it in snooker. You have to do it in athletics. You have to do it in soccer. I mean, if you own Lionel Messi and you said, you know what, I'm just going to play him five times a season. Imagine what that would be like. And you'll have all these guys on Twitter going, yeah, well, you don't own Lionel Messi. So why, why, why? he pays the bills. You have no right to say this, you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't see why you can't regulate the sport. Let him go and run in a field twice a year if he doesn't want to run under rules and horse racing. But it's a sport. It's a regulated sport. And this is common in pretty much every other sport that there is um, competition. So 
I really think it's something we should be strongly so, considering. Even even three runs a season outside the fest, four runs a season in total, or three runs a season, um, including the the run after Cheltenham. So at least you have to run twice then before Cheltenham. Yeah, that season. I don't mind that, uh, I, I think and I'd love to see him. There might be a case, Stephen, though, that they'll end up with exceptions. You know, if you ever bring in anything like that, and they come along with the line of. Well, you know, what if you've got a vet cell? Ground changes significantly on the day, and then and then we'll just end up in a farcical situation. But I don't disagree with it on its entirety. Sport needs to see its best protagonist um, at the go. The Constitution Hill issue, though, I want to throw this out there to, to you guys, is that there isn't a horse that can challenge him, unless you can find, yeah, there isn't one. So if we saw him, say, five, six times a year, that'd be great. But it's almost like the walkover in the middle of a competitive card. Is that going to bring new people to the sport? This horse that just goes on a 20, 25 race. Unbe- I want it to happen. I like the I, I like the idea of it, but I don't think it changes much. And it's probably just up to Nicky. What do you reckon? I, I think it changes a lot. I mean, if, Frankel, if you look at the likes of Frankel, who was always going to dance in, uh, like he went up and trip, he went to York, he went to the big dances. So even if Nicky goes to the international hurdle, which would be something, that's quite dull. But if you take the likes of the way that a Desi, Cato Star, Hurricane Fly, like Hurricane Fly was going after France and everything. Yeah, but that um, made it interesting. That's never going to happen with Constitution Hill. And they no, decided no offences. That's never, ever going to happen. So as that argument makes no sense. He's never going to take on something we don't know he can be. It's never going to happen. There is yes, but he, he, you know... It, in terms of competition, he should at least be going to Leopardstown and they should be incentivized to run in the grade ones. And that's mm. it. That's how you qualify. That's what I think the, the program gotcha. should be about. I gotcha. uh, and, and, and you say, what's the point of him coming to Leopardstown? He'll dance in by six lengths. He will. There'll be a day he'll come under the cosh. He might hit the last. He might get up by a neck. And I tell you, to make him 10 times more popular than he is if he did that. And that's yeah. what makes champions. That's what makes sport. That's what makes a spectacle. What Nicky Henderson is doing is making it dull and won't somebody please think of the children I mean like my little fella should be and my little girl should be yeah. watching this going oh my little girl actually used to ask me you know every race is honey suck it on it is honey suck it on it because she went in against the boys because she went over to England because she danced all the dances and um, that's what makes a champion she hasn't heard of Constitution Hill so you know it's 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 the sport it's the spectacle it's the whole thing um, and he is just a symptom of what's happening uh, Willie's doing it Gordon's doing it to be honest as well uh, and, and they get l- less criticism because Nicky's so unbelievably painful at it uh, but I know it's people are probably getting a pain in the face from listening about it now so we'll probably stop going on about it yeah uh, that's fine but I, I think the criticism is just justified and something has to be done and do it as a sport don't just be given out about Nicky yeah I, 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 I think there's a lot of merit in that I have to say um, this podcast, of course, and it's nice to catch up with Stephen Cass, of course, after the Christmas break, as we get back into it, is supposed to be the tips blast demo. We're going we're gonna to rattle through, what, Weatherby, Kempton, Warwick, a little bit of Fairy House, because I think they've got their, well, they, they do have their Dan Moore nice. uh, chase on the weekend. And the rearranged Lawless and Ace. That's right, isn't it? Should we get going? Yeah, fair enough. Sure, look, we may as well kick off. So with the grade one, uh, Lawler... Lawlers of Mace, I always say that's a really grand title for a race, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, um, this is a it's a serious race. This is going to have um, obviously serious consequences for the the Ballymore market. Um, yeah. Ballyburn, he came out over Christmas. I'd imagine he'll end up in the Ballymore. Well, obviously I this saw race. on social, he's getting smashed up for the Supreme. I don't know whether, yeah. Again, Stephen, I'm just reading headlines, didn't check. I watched, um, yeah, I, watching the first run back anyway, I thought uh, Cass was mad calling him Bally Bolt or whatever he called him on his podcast, but uh, enough, yeah. he didn't look his Supreme <laughs> horse to me first time or second time, maybe. But as I said before, the, as Don said, and I heard, uh, I heard Tony Keenan saying it as well and off the fence. When a horse is on the outside there over Christmas at Leopardstown, they really boom clear. Um, it, it just kind of really did kind of give them a, a bit of an advantage. Paul Townend seemed to take that every time. So some horses looked a bit better than, than maybe there would. Um, that's why your lad Dean, uh, in the novice chase, uh, he went up, up the inside and still won as easy as he did. So so uh, so again, your lad gets marked up. But yeah. uh, this race is a serious race in its own right. Uh, Firefox Nil, um. Antarctic are the favourites, and the uh, Firefox was brilliant last night. Really, really good. Uh, beat the aforementioned Ballybor, who obviously boosted that form. But Willie Mullins' horses were so out of sync, maybe uh, as they always are in their first run of the season. That kind of Ballybor, you know, he could have improved 10, 12, 15 pounds, really, just like all 
all the rest of them have. Firefox was really good though and kind of kicked on from the front, but I'm happy enough to kind of take them both on. And I, I like on Tubber here, just as a win only bet. I wouldn't be going each way and on okay. obviously with the uh, two places. Brilliant first time out. That form is working out quite well. The, the horse that he hammered uh, the first time run uh, won a won a leopard sound over Christmas. And then last time, I think the Royal Bond, Don did warn us on this podcast to not write off the Royal Bond like me and you were, Dean. And it's actually working out quite okay. I mean, King Kingsfield, who is a bit of a rogue, he won over Christmas. Farron Glory was coming to win at Aintree when he fell. 100%. On, on St. Stephen's Day. Um, and, you know, they were the first... To, two ahead of him. He ran really well. He just didn't have that turn of foot that those front two had. Going up to two miles four here, this is a horse who's always had a huge reputation, cost quite a bit of money. And for me here, at 13 to two or so, whilst the front two are obviously very exciting, had that last run not happened, this lad would be as exciting. So um, at 13 to two, with that bit more experience in a red hot race like that, I quite like on Tupper here for Henry de yeah, I gotcha. I mean, you can have a favourite for that Royal Bonds, whether you like the form or not. He was well fancied to go and get the good job done. Plenty in the back um, history as well to recommend it. Gordon Elliott said Firefox was his best of them. And um, that was his, on the same day, apparently, that race. Stephen Castro and Firefox. He got a favourite, I think. I know that they're vying for it with Atlantique at the minute, but he got a favourite. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, Gordon tends to run his best novice uh, here. Um, you know, he ran hot, like there's, there's, there's a good few of them over the years. Um, and the way he's talking about Firefox, he thinks he's his best novice. You'd have to fancy him against Il Atlantique, I think, of the two at the top. I kind of agree with Derma, though. I think the Royal Bond, I was nearly writing it off as a poor enough race. Um, I was surprised on Tobo's favourite that day because I never would have had him as a two-miler. So to run as well as he did over two miles, uh, I think, you know, was, was testament to him. And the way the form is working out, it's very good grade one form that he has. So given he's three times the price of the other two, I'd be edging towards him. But at the same time, I'm not having a bet because you wouldn't be shocked if it turned into a bit of a grueler and Crow Park was a good stayer or Blackie Watson has had ability. Um, I would expect, you know, going to head Firefox, the most likely winner. Uh, at the prices, I would go on Tubber, but I don't want to have a bet. I'm just going to watch the race, I think. That's fair. That's fair. I think, you know, everyone's going to be fascinated by that. Nice little Friday treat before the weekend action. Uh, comes as Firefox currently seven four joints with Atlantique, uh, Il Atlantique I should say, and on top of that thirty two. The two boys like it. Um, I wouldn't put anyone off at all. Definitely a watching race uh, for me, but I do think Firefox, as Stephen says, most likely winner. There's a bit of value. Right, let's get stuck in then to uh, the action on the weekend um, Saturday, of course. Weatherby, Kempton, and, uh, and Warwick, and a bit of fairy house thrown in. One ten at Weatherby is the first race we're going to look at. Towton novices chase, always a good grade too. Um, we could see Neaton of the Waters turn up here for Willie Mullins after his Paddy Power check success, but I do not think so. Colonel Harry's going to be the market leader. Uh, James Snowden, Gavin Sheehan. Uh, will they get back on track, Dermot Nolan? Uh, yeah, Dean, I think so. Uh, Meteor of the Waters has, is now a non-runner anyway, was was in there and seems to just just have been pulled. So they did. Oh, yeah, did, so it's just changed now. Yeah, yeah. they did declare yeah. him and now he's gone. Yeah, so um, yeah. he would have been interesting there to a certain degree, but the trip would have been way too short for him. Um, I don't know why you declare him and then not. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Paul Byrne and William Mullins, etc. Won't be trying to guess their heads. Um, this is a decent race, but the favorite for me is well clear of the rest of them. Um, I don't. Yeah, like Chasing Fire hasn't jumped that well. Perkin Highway either. Um, and the form of Kim Bailey's and Dan Skelton for me just isn't good enough. Colonel Harry, he's just has the best form of these last time in an absolutely huge race in that grade one at Sandown Dean. And when you look at him, he looked like a horse that day who was a grade one-ish horse who needed to hop up and trip. Uh, so 100%. this is definitely going to see. I'd say so, they were yeah, disappointed yeah. they got beat, but it was all about the trip. And, uh, oh yeah, literally. And look, Gavin Sheehan, you know, of all the jockeys in the UK that you would want on board at the moment, he's he's definitely your man anyway. Yeah. Um, he can go off around even money, Stephen Cass. Is that... Uh... Oh, I'd, be, I'd be mad keen to take him on now. I think on. Like, this fellow was 132 rated hurdler. He's no superstar now, I'd say. And that, that race at Sandown was absolute muck for a grade one. Like Petit Tonnerre wasn't off. 
JPR one agreed stink. So basically, Le Patron a one hour one thirty horse, like one one the grade one. He's he, he, he like Le Patron was a one thirteen hurdler. He was rated one thirty going into Sandown there. So like that that's the form he's running to. So just because it was a grade one, um, I think it was a really really poor grade one. Now obviously going up on trip, Colonel Harry is going to improve, but I think the best form in the race by a long way is Trelawn's run. Um, behind Ginny's Destiny and Grey Dawning. That was a really good race at Cheltenham, I thought. I thought Trelawne was probably the second. The, 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 obviously, the winner who Ginny's Destiny is a horse I really like, I think, was maybe the third best that day. Grey Dawning definitely would have won, only for clouting the second last. Trelawne hit the last and then got going again and actually stayed on really well to the line. So uh, the way that David Bass rides them and the, and the way this horse has been ridden in the past, Trelawne is going to go in front. Colonel Harry will be held up the way Gavin Sheehan rides. And good luck catching him, I'd say, because Trelawne's a serious tool. You know, he's a proper 145 horse. I think he'd be better than that. I think he's a bit of a, a big monster of a horse. and could be very good in time. Uh, and I just think he's better form and a better horse than Colonel Harry. So given he's going to have the lead and he's three or four to one when your man's even money, um, I'd be mad keen on Trelawne here. He's better horse, better form and better price. Steve. Got to be keen. That's yeah, it's just yeah. a way of reading the form. If you think that that... Yeah. Um, Henry VIII fell apart, which I really do think it did. Well, we said on this podcast at the time, very, very weak. I don't think this is a strong grade two. Um, so, okay, fair enough. I, I do think the race will set up lovely for Colonel Harry to come and pick him up, but he's still got to go and do it. And if you think Trelawne is the better one, fair play. Okay, we'll move on from the, the 130 at Kempton. We're going in there in time, of course, so we dash over to Kempton now for the, for the Coral Handicap chase. Uh, Chianto, Classico, Phlegmatic, Latitude, Gustavian, the old rash account, if it does turn up in here. Um, what do we like? Stephen Cass, market leader, Chianti, Classico, I think. Yeah, disappointing turnout here in Not the great, end. Yeah, yeah to, to only get seven runners. Um, Chianti, Classico, he's, he's rated 142. It's high enough for kind of a an inexperienced novice chaser. Uh, but at the same time, I think a lot of his competition here are exposed. Um like phlegmatic even he kind of fell into a place the last day he loves Kempton technically but I I think he might be souring a bit like he was running on at the end of the last day so he's very little to beat here so Kempton Classico will probably get the job done if he has the ability if he can run to his mark he'll basically win because you know I think he's a classier animal than these um, but he's a novice he looks inexperienced I, I wouldn't be backing him at two to one or anything like that so I'm leaving this race alone Fair enough. Cobden on for Kim Bailey. He does look like the uh, younger, improving one. The other one could be Latitude Dermo. Anything to take on Fianti Classico with? Yeah, I, I'm really keen on um, on Phlegmatic here. Um, okay. I thought he was massively overly held up last time by Harry Skelton. Um, he runs her of 100, 137. He definitely stayed every inch of that. Um, this is not a strong race by any means, as has been alluded to when you're taking... Tristan Durrell, who's a very, very capable young jockey, his three-pound claim, Phlegmatic definitely has a race like this in him. I just thought last time, I really did think it was an absolute dog of a ride. Um, you know, he, 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 he That horse goes like that every time, Dermo. Like he, he gets, he's held up out the back every run and he kind of dogs himself out there. That's the way he runs. You know? I think it's, I think it's a tactic that they've been trying for kind of far too long. And I think Tristan Durrell's going to, he's a much more forward-facing jockey. I, in my mind, something like this has been more of the aim with him all season. Um, and I wouldn't think it would be first time ever back in him. I just thought last time that he looked to me like a horse who was just fighting for his head a little bit. And uh, I hope that they even have mid-div. And um, I, I do think there's a decent enough pot in him, especially off effectively 100, 134. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Tristan Darrell, obviously in the play, taken over, of course, from a uh, normal jockey, uh, Skelton, although he's been ridden by a few different of uh, a few different riders for the Skelton. Yeah, Phlegmatic Padermo currently around 11 to 4. Kianti Classico is 5 to 2. Um, yeah, I've got no view on the race, I have to say. I would do think it is a disappointing turnout. We said there's better stuff to come. The 149 at Warwick is the uh, Potemps handicap hurdle, of course, another one of these qualifiers. They'll nearly all qualify, Stephen, not the biggest field. <laughs> They'll nearly all get in. Yeah, yeah, the the but the, yeah, half of them probably need to win anyway to get in. I think it probably want to be mid one thirty. 
fifties. Yeah, so you've probably really just... got two of these, maybe three yeah. of these. They're going to get there, and, and and I don't think it'll be first choice for like to the big breakaway, but they've got to find something. For yeah, the, and the Irish trainers list a massive tricker because there'll be twenty four of them only running at the one at the DRF, and yeah. Like... The like, cost of a boat guarantees you the entry. That's what, like that's what just, they needed to do. It's stupidity, isn't it? Just to yeah. miss this now, like, just really moronically. You know, look at it, the betting heat is, is what it is here. Quintara and Mel Monroe look like they were going to be uh, pretty close to vying for favouritism. I think it'll go the middle and then in Sambia did bring over uh, Mel Monroe. What do you reckon, Stephen? What do you like? Yeah, Mel Monroe is, is, is the obvious one. And her form in, in novice, in good novice company in Ireland, it looks pretty good. Um, she could be the one, but I, I'm going to chance gentleman at arms. Like he was second in 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 Leamington here, Grade Two hurdle over the the over two mile five. Uh, he's very in and out horse now, but in that novice hurdle career, he was rated one forty three. He was even second in that entry three mile novice Grade One. Um, he won off one twenty four at entry, having gone down the handicap last year, uh, and he's five pounds higher. Um, but you know, I'd say he still has a race in him off one twenty nine. He likes Warwick. He's in and out. He's kind of a win-only comp- proposition at 14s. Uh, he'll stay. He'll like the ground. Um, I just think there's another race in him off his mark. He's still only seven. Uh, and you, you know Warwick, it's that kind of a course that they come back and they run well all the time. So I was going to chance him at a big price. He's, he's, he'd be one I actually will back. Nice one. Double figures around 14, 16s. Gentlemen, that answer Stuart Edmonds and Kieran Gethins. And you'd imagine of one, two, nine. If they've got any pretensions of going for the final... Uh, they'll have a crack at this. Fairwind's interesting in here. Demo, of course, won the, won the actual attempts a couple of years ago. Uh, not been seen since 667 days. You'd imagine they'd like to scoot that into a qualifying position and uh, and get ready for another go. But uh, what's going to win the race? Yeah, um, he'd be one that you would be begging the jockey to just play him as late as possible and uh, to try and grab. Is it fourth now only, isn't it? Or is it top three? They have changed it anyway. Top, top four, isn't it? It used to be top six. Top four, top four, yes, exactly. No, I taught Martha Bray just to stick with this, the skeleton angle, despite the fact that I don't really back a whole, whole pile of their horses. But she, she, uh, she was really good last time at Kempton and has to win this because, again, off this mark currently wouldn't be getting near it. But last time shaped like a horse who was really well ahead of the mark. Um, Dan Skelton does this with the hurdlers. They their first season with them, they do damn all, and then they end up on really low marks. And they can just knock up a sequence. And she does look, Marta Bray, as if that is possible here. That performance last time was really good. Um, and I just wouldn't be surprised at all. I see this horse going again. Typically of a race of this nature, it's kind of dotted with horses maybe kind of falling backwards. But this is definitely one that, that could definitely be be piling forward. Fair enough. Fair enough, Marta Bray. I tell you, if Skelton has a good start or... um. Well, Kim Balian's could start. One of you would be happy. Um, big breakaway's got to be interesting, I think. Of one three seven, it just ah, he's a straight line. He's a pure hound now, isn't he? He's just he's, I he's kind of said it only for reaction. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I do love the big breakaway, and um, yeah, I mean, there's a that was a just... stinking performance last time. Like that was oh, horrible to watch. Everything, oh. everything, everything about um, his form has gone off the cliff, you know. But um, it's a one three seven. If you, you can give that eight pounds, still run one attempts for us in any kind of form. So, uh, yeah, you never know. It's going to be the outsider. You'd be like, I was with Liz and the Oscar, remember? This yeah. horse once won a stay as hard as that. Yeah. <laughs> if you can to, go back has, nine has years, to win a this race is the right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, there's all sorts of different ways to try and skip the cat. Um, yeah, the big breakaway is the fascinating one there. I don't think I'll be part of it, but it would be very interesting to watch. Uh, now, we do have a very good, and what I think is, is a very fair field of five for the Coral Sylvia Narco Conti chase the grade two at Kempton. 207 on Saturday. Um, it looks like we've got Bambridge and Pictori buying for favoritism, but I wouldn't be surprised if Edward Stone gets piled in too. Five to two, the top pair, 11 to four, eight to one, then not till May. You know, not long till May, who's obviously a, a very good horse. And Janadil thrown in there for good luck with Brian Hayes and Willie Mullins at 14 to one. There, Mo, Belter. Absolute Belter, yeah. Um, serious race. Like You saw the entries, you thought maybe three of them might kind of show up, but like it's really, really good. Um... Pick Dory has been very good, but picking up races maybe that, you know, this is genuine grade one level. Uh, Bambridge was brilliant at entry last year. Um, the ground, good to soft. That's that's kind of is what they're looking for. Do we know why he was out for so long? Was there a proper mishap or, or, or kind of what was his problem? It's insane, 
Or was it just no, ground? It was just ground with him. They just, just said yeah, they'd wait they just wait uh, with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, then, yeah. They just ran going around them and went to ground. Yeah, well, then, like, I couldn't believe when I saw their five to two. I mean, I think not long till May will chase them home. Um, but I'm happy to kind of brush aside Pictori. I'm happy to brush aside Edward Stone, who just doesn't look the same horse. Janadil, like, probably kept up to a similar level of form with Alaho, but uh, oh God, like, he just has a long way to kind of come back as good as he is. Brambridge, he's eight years old. Brilliant last time we saw him. Has been brilliant fresh. I can't quite believe five to two. I just think that's a absolutely huge price considering the field here. Fair Genuinely. enough. Yeah. Big big shout for Bambridge. Although that Savoir keeps letting down Bambridge's uh, ain't you run every time. I know you boys are fanboys. I know. He bro. battered them though. He battered yeah, them. Yeah, he, he did win the race. Um, <laughs> okay, Stephen, where, where, where do we go with this? Five good ones. I should like I, I told you my confidence is shot with punting. I, I like hands up in the air. I haven't a fuck clue what's going to win this. Do you know, like like pick 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 Dory would be the one I'd be keen on if he had ran better the last time. Now I know he bolted up on the book, but he didn't. Like he jumped really sticky, uh, looked a bit sulky, didn't like him. Edward Stone, yeah, you know, up and trip question marks. Like he's he might have had his day in the sun. And Durham was right, but sure, you wouldn't be surprised if Bambridge went off six point oh on Betfair. And he wasn't fit. You know what I mean? It's January. Like they're getting him ready for Cheltenham. Long way to send him for not being ready. And punches down. They're def- of course they're going to send him. They're just getting a spin into him. Like they, they'll go anywhere the ground is good. Um, yeah. Like he could go off six to four. He could go off uh, seven to one. So I wouldn't like, I would, couldn't back him with any confidence. So look, honestly, hands up in the air. I, I, nothing would surprise me here. So I'm just going to watch it. I've never, that's fair. I've never ever been an Edward Stone fan, really. I've always thought there's something better than him. I think in the context of this race and with the slight concern you have about Banbridge turning up and maybe uh, it not being the day, it's not the day that they've all been focused on, sure, but he could still, he's got the form there. Um, I, I've never been an Edward Stone fan per se, but the two runs in behind John Bonner do need to pick this up. I, I do think that might go off favourite if there is any kind of weakness around them. Um, around Banbridge here. Pick Dohey is what Pick Dohey is and something left to run to a good level to beat it. I think something will. Uh, Banbridge vote for Dermo. Stephen's just going to enjoy the contest for what it is and uh, all interest will be around what happens with this Banbridge market. JJ Slevin is booked up. Joseph has him. Uh, I assume on the boat. Uh, a good race to look forward to. That is that grade two at Kempton. The 224. Well, we've got another small field here, Stephen. I don't know if you read uh, Tanya's stuff on, on gambling.com, Tanya Stevenson, but She's mad about yeah, this D- half D- of the way. Dino, Dino, of course, of course I read Tanya's column on gambling.com, but just remind us all what she said. She's very, very keen <laughs> on Apple away. Thought it was an absolutely monster, um, a monster effort uh, around, what was it, second week of December in beating Making Your Mind Up. And it was, it was on heavy ground, but she doesn't want everyone to forget about this horse going forward. And uh, look, the Hampton Novices chase at Warwick 224 is uh, is a bit of a belter. Appleway likely to be favourite if the Grey Dawning support doesn't come, but Broadway Boys in there, who I think is probably is right near the top of the tree for the staying novices uh, in the UK. There isn't that much about. And then you've got the Change of Man and Carbon King. What do we like? Uh, this is a fantastic race now. This this really is a race because Grey Dawning uh, beat Appleway on first start this season. Um, then so, so, you know, you have that question, will she turn it around? She was very good the next day. She kind of got her head in front and off she went. So she's going to go from the front in this race. Um, That's going to be a side around these Warwick fences. Broadway boy, everyone's talking about him as being like literally every English pundit is talking about him as being under the radar. We so don't I'm not have sure much to under talk about, Stephen. Be. So, you know, yeah. he's... he's that's, yeah. why, that's why I said I think he's got right at the top of the tree. I think he'd go for the four-miler, but, you know. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. And he could... Uh, uh, Twiston Davis won Black Lion. He kind of won uh, an RSA or a, a whatever it's called. He nowadays. did. He snuck one under the radar. He did. Brown and Vice. Yeah, was it was Yeah, absolutely. Black Lion, a horse that yeah. he ran plenty as a novice that season. And Broadway yeah. Boys kind of fit in that profile. Uh, this will be his fifth run as a novice uh, before Cheltenham. He could even run another. He could have six runs before Cheltenham. Though this fella's going. That's what you want, Nicky Henderson. Look, um, they are getting it done before the Irish yeah. turn up, Stephen, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, <laughs> and I'm all for it. I'm all yeah, for it. Yeah, Look, yeah. I think this is a really good race. Broadway boy, I think that Cheltenham race fell apart. Uh, I think Melina Girl was go probably going to win. I think she was yeah. trading around even money when she fell. Um, 300 through five is a rotten, rotten old yoke. Um, tricky customer. Protect, protector at Wasdaf. He went off around 
I don't know if he got close to 30 on Betfair or something that day. So he wasn't off. He ran in, into third. Um, I don't think that that race that Broadway boy won, he was entitled to win it as well off, off his mark uh, in the low 140s that day. I don't think it was that good a race, whereas I think the race that Grey Dawning won, or didn't win, sorry, at Cheltenham, the race that Ginny's Destiny won, I think that was a really good race. I think you're solid running up there to close on 150 anyway. He's getting two pounds off Broadway boy. Uh, he's already beaten Apple away this season. Um, I'd be a little worried about his jumping. She, if she can get him under pressure, he's a bit kind of um flicky at some of his fences, but he's got an absolutely massive engine. When he won, uh, let me just when he won, it was a Newbury or Haydock. He won it. Sorry, now just clicking in. Uh, it Haydock. was Haydock. Yeah, when he beat Gerda Medina and Apple away. Uh, after that race, Skelton said that his big target this part of the year is going to be the race in Warwick. Um, Cheltenham was a bit of an afterthought but this has been the day with the big red circle around it uh, they think the track will suit him uh, I, I, I really like the horse I think he's he's got loads of ability he won the Leamington last year he beat Ginny's Destiny by five lengths I definitely think this fella ha- has tons of ability He if he doesn't win this race I think he could go and win the plate but I think he's going to be too good for these I think the race is going to set up nicely for him um, in that Appleway is going to give him a lead and he can come there with a run at the end. Broadway boy, they might be a bit too careful with him. He, he's going to sit a bit further back, I think. I don't think he'll get into it. So I'm quite strong on Broad, uh, on Grey Dawning here. Uh, I think he was the best horse in the race. He's winner without a penalty in effect from the last day. Okay, best odds around uh, nine to four at the minute. Uh, could well go off favourite if a lot of people agree with Stephen Cass. What do you like, Demo? Yeah, the exact same. I started off the this race making the argument that Apple away should be hard to catch, but very hard to see how she overturns it, like even getting a little bit more weight. A little bit more, um, yeah, but maybe not enough. Not enough, no. Um, Grey Dawning, last time um, I was on Ginny's Destiny, so I was delighted, but um, definitely that jump cost him. Uh, but very kind of enamoured with him, with the way that he bound up the hill. Um, he's a lovely horse. This will have been his target, and yeah, no, I completely agree. I think nine to four is uh, a very, very fair price. I think yeah, I a nice angle, Dean. If you like that form of that Cheltenham race, and myself and Dermot do, it might be to do you could do a Grey Dawning Trelawn double because it's yeah. rated form. So yeah. that's a nice little angle there. Good shout, fair play. Okay, uh, we move on away from there. I'll be checking out the jump zone on uh, gambler.com to see. Uh, well, I know Kean Kirby is obviously always on the race out. He put up Broadway Boy the last twice, so I'd be surprised if he doesn't fancy him to go in again, having been on such a good run. And I'd also be surprised if Tanya doesn't stick with her apple away. We'll find out. At 2.42 then at Kempton is the Lanzarote, of course, handicap hurdle. Uh, always an absolute belter. Two mile five furlongs there. Uh, I'll give you a quick spin through the market before we ask what people like. In Pose et uh, for Nicky Henderson, James Bowen, 4 to 1. Sonny Gino is fives. Nanian Lynham for Kerry Lee, Richard Patrick, who are going very well at the moment. That's just drifting a out to sevens. Nines King Alexander up for parole. Is it 12, 14 to 1 bar? Those must be something with a bit of value in here, Damo. Uh, yeah, Dean, I, my old buddy Irish Hill looks an absolutely huge price here. Um, obviously, Paul Nichols has had his quiet period. I, I think he doses them, doesn't he, around the turn turn of the new year. Uh, so he had his like six, seven day period. We had winners just over the last few days now again. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, Irish Hill, like, I, I just, he's down to a mark of 127, one pound below his last winning mark, 16 to one. Bryony Frost will be really well suited to him being the kind of front running horse. He's, he, he took big field handicaps just like this last season, beat a lot of similar horses to this, um, been kind of running into form, but none of those races this season will have suited him. He really comes alive in these big fields. He actually ran much better than his finishing position would suggest as well. In the Coral Cup last year, he actually came there swinging. He just wasn't good enough, like which is obviously like a fair thing in a, a, a Coral Cup. But he ran huge that day as well. These big fields bring him alive, and it's I just can't quite get over the sixteen to one price. I think it's absolutely ridiculously big. Um, and uh, yeah, I Dean, I think off ten stone twelve one hundred twenty seven. I I really like him at sixteen to one. Is that by Harry Compton or or difficult for him to get off Sonny Gino? I'd say it was just difficult to hop off. Son of Gino, but to be honest, like I watched a lot of of Brainy Frost this season, and since blowing the whistle, let's say her um her pool of rides has really shrunk, but she's she's riding as well as anyone, mm. and um when she gets her opportunities, she's taking every single one of them. So yeah, no, I'm very happy to have her on board anyway. Okay, well she's got a good opportunity exactly in this race. The Lanzarote, Stephen Cass. 
Yeah, it's always a tricky race to figure out. Like, Nicky normally has a, a filly or something, he'll throw it up. But at the same time, Nicky's only three winners in the Lanzarote for the last 20 years. And you kind of be thinking in your head, he's always been, I suppose, uh, impose it to Like, he does did look like he wants to go up and trip the last day. He definitely has a favourite chance. I wouldn't like Sonny Gino at all. He's had 16 starts over hurdles. He's now on a career high mark. I think he's kind of, you know, he's running here off, off, off close to top weight, 12 stone. He's he's handicapped up to it. Uh, impose it to a good fav. And beyond that, anything could win it. And the one I'm going to back is Serious Operator. Uh, he's had eight starts over for hurdles. He's won four of them. Uh, and over intermediate trips, he's won four from six. Um, he wants has to have good ground. He's getting that this weekend. So this is his chance to win a big one. Um, at Donnie himself, Pentland Hills pulled miles clear of the rest. Uh, and interestingly, that day, Patrick Wadge, who was riding him, said he has to have good ground. So he, he's coming here. He... Uh, a guy called um Alan Doyle is claiming five off him. so he's kind of he, he only is two or three pounds higher than he had the last day when he won and he won well Uh, I don't know much about Alan Doyle it's the only thing he's only had one winner this season from 30 rides so look question mark there but he's a big price for taking a swing like he won a, a really good uh, handicap hurdle at air last season the second fourth fifth and sixth uh, have all won and he has won five of the six runners for, that have ran from that race have all won Um, he's on an upper curve uh, so yeah, these a big, big price. Serious operators, the one I'll take a chance on at a big price. Yeah, this is twenty eight to one out there. Generally twenty fives. Uh, that is a big price indeed. Um, you'd imagine this would be the last, um, you know, quiet run from Langadan chaps, wouldn't it? Just to... I, I meant to say that at the start. Actually, <laughs> wouldn't it be the greatest touch of all time? I would. <laughs> He's only two pounds higher now than when he won the Carl Cup. Like I think, would you get way more satisfaction from? Punt the ears off him of farmer yeah. fifties the morning at the Lanzarote, go off six to four and win it. That'd be I that'd always be... thought that too. Do you know like JP with one of his like novice hurdlers that clearly isn't up to whole pile? I always wonder why they don't just absolutely go for it in their third maiden hurdle start when they're like fifty well, one out. Somebody did it, Charles Burns did it. Charles Burns did it once, right? And it was the best punt I've ever seen. I can't I can't remember the horse, but of course, of course, they, course. He, he'd something Charles Burns had won. Not an eight and two maiden hurdles, third start in a maiden hurdle. Everyone you would have presumed would be out for a handicap mark, and they absolutely went for it. Went off six to four or something <laughs> in the maiden hurdle. It wasn't top of the town. They got it on the show as well. It was like twenties on the show or something. Hey, <laughs> look, look, there is an opportunity here for Langadan to run very well. Yeah, like there well, is, uh, which is why you'd, you'd have some respect now if 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 they went for Langadan now on Saturday. That uh, that'd be off of the cap now. I I would get. I'd give up a Cheltenham winner for that one if I was them. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I think I would too. I think that's what, once once the, the kind of, you know, book's been read so many times, right? A new last chapter, like it's good crack. Um, okay, Impose Etoile, I thought was rock solid. I'm not sure there's there's ever great value punting 7-2, 4-1 in a field like this. But I do think that run by uh, with Lucia and everything that came before it makes a lot of sense. Mickey, of course, you know, he does have another one as well, King Alexander is in there. Um, lots of different things could win this. Serious Operator, of course, is the shout for Stephen Cass. Irish Hill with Bryony on. Um, I wouldn't want to say what Carrie Connolly would say that that would happen if she comes to bound into the... We can't say that on here anymore. But uh, yeah, uh, that's where we go. Lanzarote looks an absolute belter. Uh, I'll tell you what is a belter. The classic chase always, always. A horse you've already mentioned um, on this. This week, Stephen Cass is Melina Girl, who's going to try and uh, well, recoup, I think. A lot of people thought that was going to go away and win at Cheltenham uh, when coming down behind Broadway. Boy, of course, I'm talking about the classic chase. Six to one, that one. Getupan, Colonges, sevens. The winner is in the market. Yeah, eight to one, if anyone wants to wax lyrical about that. But I'll do it when we get there. <laughs> um, off you go, Stephen Cass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever look at a race with fresh eyes, Dean? Have you ever? <laughs> ever done that? Like, have you ever just said, right, you just said, there's ballpark, I'll tip that. Like, that's the way 100%. it works. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's very simple. When you <laughs> when you, when you find a horse that's that well handicapped, but you know potentially uh, just wait for it to find the right race to go in. There are other horses I would give a chance to in here, but I can't not back that. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. No, Melina Girl is a good favorite here. She's six to one. I could see her going off shorter. Um, I just back in a mare on the back of a fall, and with her run style, she's going to be slightly held up. And a Warwick, I always wanted to be in the van. Uh, Connor Stonewall is going to take off five, so she's you know. She definitely has more races in her if they can keep her sweet. But keeping a mare sweet is a different story. Um, uh, at the same time, I wouldn't mind saving on her now at 11 to 6 to 1. But the one I'm going to back uh, and I really like is Galia Delato. So she won the three mile novice and the three mile novice graded chase on this card last year. 
and she beat complete unknown who went off favorite for the old Hennessy uh, and is rated 152 now. So she's running here off 141. And interestingly enough, they've put um, a 142, sorry, they put yep. first time pieces on her, which to me suggests that um, the skeleton bomb is going to go from the front in the pieces up the van, which is what you want at Warwick. Uh, her, her jumping last year around Warwick was absolutely sensational. Uh, she, she was just really impressive. She wants deep ground. She wants a trip. It's going to be her first time going beyond three miles. Uh, last year, after she went at Warwick, she went to the... the, the I actually can't remember the name of it. I've tried, tried twice today. Brown Advisory. She went to the Brown Advisory. Yeah. She finished finished fifth. Good run for a mayor, in fairness. Then went to Aintree. Jerry Clown beat her 15 lengths. Look, she's she's down to where she should be. You know, She's kind of a 140, 140-something mayor. And she's still up the top, uh, still up the top of the handicap at that. But I just think this is the race for her. Getting a rhythm, marathon trip, heavy ground, Warwick. That's what she wants. Um, she is every bit as good this season. She came and won a, a listed uh, mayor's chase at Marker Raisin. And then she went to Newbury. Pink Legend beat her. And she was kind of a bit flat-footed that day. They didn't make as much use of her as they can. I think she's better if she's um, in a rhythm on the front. So she was beaten nearly two lengths by Pink Legend. who's a good 142 horse herself. So I'd forgive her that. And I think the piece is on. She's going to go from the front. Win only proposition. I think she'll either come there. She she could win by 10 lengths, uh, having given an exhibition of jumping down the back, or she could fall in the hole. So 12, 14 to 1, I'd be really sweet on her as a win bet. Thank you. Galia de Leto, you'd be pretty sure with with, um, with the skeletons and, and Harry on top. She'd be a good bit, if she's going to win, she'd be a good bit clear at the second last. Like yes, I'd be putting the layup and running to get the take <laughs> yeah. back. So you've got, you've got plenty of options there to, to, <laughs> yeah. to, to deal with that as it happens. Um, yeah, I'd imagine that's what happened. Interesting shout that Gallia de Lito uh, for the classic chase. A belt of a race, Dan, what would you like? Yeah, I would be doing a reverse forecast between Gallia de Lito and my selection, which is quite boring. As Melina Garrel, I just thought she was, yep. she was visibly coming to, to win that race last time. Uh, Connor Stone Walsh is just a serious bit of gear of a jockey. He's just really, really good. Uh, and last time he looked like he was coming to nail the race and just kind of didn't quite get there. Uh, the one horse to mention, not as a bet for this race at all, is City Chief, who has been behind Melina Girl now twice. Uh, sorry, would have finished behind last time, but did was behind the time before. Uh, this horse just keeps jumping right. I, I I don't know why Nicky Henderson keeps running this horse left-handed, but he he, he keeps doing it when this horse they does must eventually. Want him to win at Cheltenham, I think they just keep going back. To, it's just really uh, yeah. weird, but he keeps yeah. jumping right when he gets there. Yeah. He's, he, he, he's Darren, I hear something interesting about him. Yeah. Watch watch him when he goes to a right-handed track and he jumps he jumps left. He's a bastard. Like if he, <laughs> he he went to Hereford now and he won and he jumped. That's a right-handed, and he jumped left the whole way. I didn't watch that run. Okay, okay, okay. At Cheltenham, he jumps right. I just think he's he's a bastard. That's he's there's horses do that. There's the, um there's that really good novice of uh, hey maybe the, Robert Dunn can sort this horse out though because they obviously Nico's not around. Uh, Bowen's had to go. Maybe Robbie Dunn can sort out yeah. City Chief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, Robbie Dunn will be in the same on the same yeah the same weighing room as uh, a certain <laughs> other jockey this weekend. Um. Uh, and I know which jockey's better anyway, so I don't think I wouldn't be trusting Robbie Dunn to start out. So to start yeah. out this horse, sorry. Um, yeah, no, he does. He he does it. There's, there's a horse. Uh, Gordon has a horse. Um, she ran in the Limerick Novice Chase. She does it as well. She goes right-handed. She jumps left. She goes left-handed. She jumps right. And City Chief does it as well. So he's just, just the quirk. Yeah, just... I'd be watching out for that. <laughs> there's if, a quirk in he... him, as Cass would say. Yeah, uh, but the uh, Willie the girl, uh, Dodine, that there was not much of quirk in her. Um, she looked last time like there, there was still more kind of improvement to come from her. It runs off off the exact same mark. Jockey's claim is just so so useful here. We know she stays. I I just yeah no I really really yeah. like her here yeah could go up quite short that because there's some disparity in the early markets at the minute. I think as as we as we currently record, you know, a bit of six to one out there, but also as yeah. low as nine to two. She so could go five to two now. She could go pretty short. So if you're going to get involved, I think I think probably it's sooner rather than later. Um, the the one I, I intimated was good, was going to win this race. I wouldn't be surprised. Is Bowport? If you go and watch that run uh, behind Truckers Lodge at Sandown, um, yeah, any anything like a hundred lengths given up during the race in absolutely knowing you're on an aeroplane and can win when you want, and then when you get there and it doesn't happen, it's very disappointing. How you think you can do that over that distance on that ground at Sandown? I don't know, but this horse has plenty in hand, as much as it needs to have. I think it just needs to uh, all come together for it in the day. 
I imagine it will happen here. I do. But uh, Jordan, Naylor, I'm going to give you one more chance, my friend. Please get it done. Uh, Beauport should be winning the Classic Chase this weekend. Um, and it's, it's all in front of me. Um, uh, it went at one pound for a race. It could have won 20 or 30 lengths with a normal... But is this... Ride. Is this... I hope it's more like one of your better ones and not like another Galahad Quest, this lad, is it? Or... Galahad Quest delivered on a number of occasions. It is he delivered once similar... after you were not about him. Once. No, once. no, no, twice, twice, twice. 12 to <laughs> he, one. He, ran, he ran the other day. Did you see him on Monday? He did. He was that was a nice prep. Yeah. Nice prep, Stephen. <laughs> nice was... prep, yeah. For, for yeah. the Gold, gold Cup. Cup gold Cup. Yeah, <laughs> Unfortunately, nothing. But yeah. Um, yeah, one of my wilder ones. But at the same time, you would be in front. <laughs> we'll see how Beauport goes in the Classic. I'd be very hopeful. Uh, it won't surprise anyone if you want to rush to the closer end of the show that that will be the Napoli weekend. It will win if it goes right. And it should. Uh, the Veterans Handicap Chase. Cracker this. Um, Celebra Delen, Good Boy Bobby, I Right, Mill Green, Ramsey's the Tele. It's like a who's who of rogues and old boys and some very good horses still in their own right. Of course, Thomas Darby's in there. Remember the heads getting stuck up in the Supreme and not going back. It doesn't matter. Uh, we move. <laughs> Stephen Cass, what do you like in the Veterans Chase? Got to be a bet here. Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't, don't have an opinion. I, I'd like, no, don't have an opinion. I think, I think the track will suit I Rice. Maybe you'll have a chance, but I, I probably won't have a bet. Oh uh, yeah, I Rice was your version of uh, Beauport for a while, wasn't he? Wasn't well, 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 he was, but I actually take, Beauport, like, I, I like to take each up. race. I like to take each race on its merits, uh, Termo. You know, and actually <laughs> assess the, the, the form. Oh, so, oh you're yeah, one of them. You're one of yeah. them, are you? I, I did yeah, fancy well, a couple of races, all right, but it was that's good a wild step. way to go about it, Steve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what I know. I know what Dino's uh, uh, or what Termo's going to tip up, though. I don't want anything here. I no. am uh, Mill Green, your old friend. He's yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked. He, yeah, yeah no, no, I tip him once a year and tell him every year the place. And in fairness, he does most <laughs> he years. Trumps, yeah. yeah, in fairness <laughs> to him, he's, he's around and absolutely he's he, he's stunned by a Cheltenham. Uh, but uh, no, I literally, these I kind of enjoy watching these to a certain degree. I might put a fiver if I'm having a good day, but uh, these uh, these chases are not races I get involved in at all. Enough. These are for the Brits, the old sentimental yeah. bastards. They love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I have to say I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you, yeah, you, you, you own about half of the horses in that race. Yeah, yeah. At one time or other, all of these have been on my cliff list and eventually they've gone and got the job done. So, you know, I'm not waiting this long for them to hit, uh, to, to hit the bullseye. I, I actually, you know, I, I will find a bet. Uh, 100% I will find a bet. I'm not going to find it uh, in advance. And I, I it's a great race, though. I love the idea. I love the way that they've got it. And um, they've got it set up for all these veterans. And this is what you want. Good competitive racing. Horses still enjoying themselves at this stage of their career. A uh, quick word about the Dan Moore at Fairy House. We might be a little bit light on uh, on betting yet, but I'll just I'll bring it up here again. But uh, Sam Lance, what's been going on with Sam Wild? Uh, he's probably just limited. And ground has been against him as well. He's, he's, he, he's one of them that... You know, if he was ever 100 to 1 in like a race like that, you know, punches down or something like that. It's going to be 100 to 1 in a lot of races like Bailey that. Bailey Green was another on one of them. Remember, he used to pop yeah. up, every, he used to nearly pop up a punch down once a year and stuff. He's that kind of a horse. Um, you know, but as far as this now, off this mark, I, I I wouldn't be fancying the fact that Mark Walsh hasn't picked him as well would would say an awful lot. I actually like what looks like the third string, uh, JP McManus horse in this, uh, yeah, Rosie's Hollow, Dean. Um, She's a tricky old customer, but off 10 stone here, she's she's very talented. She actually ran quite well last time, only her jumping fell apart, but she, she really stayed on uh, late in the piece. Simon Torrens knows the horse very well, and sometimes JP does just leave the likes of a Simon Torrens on a horse. If, you know, if they're not, obviously a grade one horse. You know, uh, Johnny McGarvey has a few of them as well. Uh, but Simon Torrens seems to get on well with her. Um, this was a horse who ran quite quite well behind impervious and Dino Blue last season form that's not working out that badly. Um, and you know, it, this is not a good race. Uh, sorry, it, this is not a great race at all. Um, it, it's a very tricky race, a very interesting race, but not a great race. And uh, her running here off, off 10 stone wouldn't surprise me to see her, her run you'd okay. Rosie's hollow, interesting shout for the damn more there from uh, Dama. I thought, let's be clear about it, I didn't get away with the, the this, nah, it's a dipping trip. I mean, this horse obviously goes further. Cromwell and Keith Dunn, he'd probably be hard to beat, but I've no betting, Stephen, so I don't want to you know, weighing in when I don't know what price they're going to throw at me. What do you reckon that'll be? Um, what I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really look at the race. I find the two mile handicap to chase division in Ireland a bit tricky, and when we didn't, no, it's decks, tricky, 
yeah, 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 yeah. I did, I did, I, we were only getting the decks this morning. I wasn't even really looking. Um, I'd say, let's be clear about it, would be favourite, would be my mm. guess, uh, and would have a right chance. I do, uh, there's one I will back, depending on the price, at Fairy House on Saturday, the 1247. It's a Mare's Maiden Hurdle, and a horse called Joya Del Mar, who ran at Down Royal on, I think it was the 26th, it was Mossy Fen Park, beat her three quarters of the length. She was a big price that day, uh, and she was very, very, she travelled really well. Uh, German Anthony McLaughlin gets these kind of horses. They're kind of tanked through. This would be a much weaker race, but because of the unsexy connections, I think she might still be a nice price in the morning. Uh, mm. Won't take too much winning that mare's maiden hurdle. Um, so if you're getting anyway, you know, three to one, four to one plus, I think she'd be a good bet. Yeah, uh, those connections, not that unsexy at fair, I have to say. He does he does seem to get them right and those, those colours indeed. Uh, was there anything else over the weekend that we wanted to throw into the mixer? That's an open question. Stephen, you can go. Or Demi, you can go. Uh, yeah, I just have one more. Um, yeah. Running on Friday, um, it is uh, a politicised in the uh, 312 at Nate on Friday. We're an absolutely huge race to be third um, at Christmas Day. Kind of, we're trying him over fences, but fences definitely wasn't kind of firm. But he'll be a decent price. And that third... Leperson was absolutely huge. He's still really well handicapped. This is one of those um conditional races, the opportunity handicaps, as they call them. And this young jockey here knows this horse very well, has, has basically ridden him the last like 10 starts. So has that advantage as well. And uh, a politicized, despite not winning very often, he's definitely well handicapped to uh, do so again. That was a real sign of him coming back to form last time. And uh in a race not full of uh, a decent form, he definitely has it. Fair enough. Thank you. Let's split size on that nice part, of course, with the lawyers and nice hurdle. Uh, in there, Mr. Policeman's in the opener, going to go on boards on uh, in the novice chase that gets that card underway on Friday up against Quilxalos, uh, who everyone will know well. Um, decent, decent stuff for a Friday to warm us up to the weekend. Right. Any weekend naps? Uh, Stephen Cass, your best, please. Um, I'd be between Gallia Della Toe and Grey Dawning. For the nap, uh, I think, oof, but no, I got Gallia Della Toy. I just think the race is really going to be run to suit her, so she's got a good win chance. Uh, you're going to be there, jump at the last in front, hopefully. So I go for her, okay. Uh, Gallia Della in the Warwick Classic Chase, three o'clock Saturday. Dermot, your best of the weekend. You probably only decided now this is your normal, you're on mute. Uh, Banbridge in the 205 at uh, I came to do lovely. Thank you, Banbridge. Uh, in what is that? That's in the Silvina Coconti chase. Isn't yeah, Coconti chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Uh, a great renewal of that is what it looks like. Um, I'm obviously going for Beauport. It's either this weekend or Jordan. I give up, my friend. So, uh, you know, I'm on. <laughs> I'm on board. Whilst you're on, board. let's get it done. Uh, Beauport, to... Beauport, big breakaway double there for Dino for the weekend. Oh my God, that that I can't do that. Uh, no, that's fine. All right, look, enjoy the weekend's racing. As I said, next weekend is under doubt, so if you listen to me, not under any doubt at all, if you listen to Stephen Cass. Uh, you can listen to the race app, of course, brought to you with Cash Win Sportsbook and gambling.com. My thanks go to Stephen Cass and Dermot Nolan. Do play responsibly. We'll see you next week. Relentless, remorseless, and pounded cause and start into submission. 